Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi there, good evening and welcome to Sunday the 16th of July edition of the Sunday Session here at This Is Ibrox. My name's Scott Patterson. If you're taking time out to join us on your Sunday, um, needless to say we really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Joining us tonight to discuss all things that have passed since we last spoke on Wednesday um, is Andy Anderson. Hi Andrew, how are you? Very well indeed. Um, looking forward to the, the friendly starting and seeing exactly where we sit after the kind of big changeover, but excited to get going. Absolutely. And Kieran, fresh back. And I have to say, for someone who's been in Ibiza, it does look reasonably fresh for returning. When did you get back? Yesterday? Earlier? Get back yesterday. Yep. Flew back in. Um, very much a different holiday from when I went there when I was 19. Uh, so <laughs> a lot more chilled out. And as you can see, I'm a fan of the shade, not so much the sun. So <laughs> I assume it was enjoyable nonetheless. Yeah. Ah, brilliant. Brilliant. Chilled out. Needed it. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the season starting back. I've been glued to Rangers TVs. I imagine everybody watching and you guys have been. So I've seen every second of everything that's went on. So looking forward to it. Absolutely. So listen, on the pod tonight, we will, um, we're will we going to discuss a little bit about Graham Souness potentially knocking back an ambassadorial role at the club, um, as confirmed later on. We'll speak about pre-season camp in January um, in Germany, rather right in the middle. We'll do a little bit about, hopefully, the pending arrival of Danilo from, from Feyenoord. But first, Andrew, um, we can't not speak about Antonio Cholak, who departed yesterday to Parma, fee rumoured to be £2.5 million. Um, club's top scorer last season, 14 goals in 25 games, he, he leaves to go to, I think it says, 12th senior club. Thoughts on Cholak leaving off the bat? Um Ever so slightly disappointed, I must admit. Um, he grew on me last year. I was amongst the majority of Rangers fans. I quite, I'm quite sure, um, who thought at the time he's not, he's not the answer. It was wax lyrical on social media, various podcasts. A lot of people had that opinion. He doesn't look like he's, like he's going to, he's going to hit the ground running, etc. Then the Champions League ones came round. Great goals in the Champions League, and then if I if I remember right, is it 15 goals? He scored 15 goals for us last year, all in. 17 I goals. Like that, but I thought 14, but I'll bout your superior, buddy, absolutely. Yeah, you're, probably, you're probably right, Scott. Um, had he noted that injury, would he have got to the 20 mark and above? I think probably so. And if you're going to win a league with a Rangers team, you need a striker who's going to score north of 20 goals a season. Um, it's as simple as that. I think he could have got there. Um, two and a half million. I, I, I would like to have seen that maybe three and a half, four. Yeah. I think he was probably worth that. At the age he is, Maybe not, but as you mentioned in the in the kind of intro there, um, there seems to be a bit of momentum gathering <clears throat> with Danilo from Feyenoord, and that looks to be a good bit of money being been spent on him. Um, he's certainly younger, um, more kind of player profile you're looking for. So yeah. he's away now. We have to embrace it. If we get somebody him like Danilo in, then excellent. But off the bat, 
slightly disappointed to see Colac going. Kieran, one of the things that um, I'm, I'm a great believer in, I think I said this actually when Cholak came in last summer, um, there's something sexy about Rangers having a really good goal-scoring number nine. So while I'm not entirely sure Danilo is going to come in and be the number nine, he probably plays in that sort of area, I think one thing that became quite obvious when uh, Michael Beale came back to replace Giovanni was that Cholak, I don't think, had the that same sort of mobility that Bill wanted to operate around the front three. Very much a sort of penalty box striker, for want of a better term or phrase. But <clears throat> quite clear early doors that he wasn't, a, he wasn't going to be a first pick for Michael Beale. And indeed, I, I mean, I think if a, if a guy like Kemar Roof has um, better fitness, um, Cholak would be absolutely nowhere near any of the Beale lineups for me. Yeah, I think like you touched on there, it's a case of circumstance. It doesn't quite fit the system. I know that's been said to death. Um, and now he's got himself. I think that's a great move he's got to Parma. I think he's going to be a great success in Serie B. Um, apparently he's in really good money. But yeah, it's a case of circumstance. I know we talk about systems and stuff like that, but the one that sticks out for me was Hibs away where I thought he was outstanding in that front three and he wasn't just appearing as a number nine, right? But Bill plays a modern style of football. And when you really think about it deep down, like the number nine in football is almost extinct. Like think back in the day in the Premier League when you had guys like Van Nistelrooy, Sheringham, Solskjaer, um, York, all these man new strikers, just all pure out and out number nines that suited Ferguson's style. Um, for us, I don't know if you could call McCoy purely a poacher, but it was a nine. Um, but nines are nine. as well. It was the nine. <laughs> it was, I know, I'm a hero. Um, but uh, the number nine, uh, that position's going out of fashion now. Um, we touched on Danilo. To me, he looks like a guy that could play off the main striker. Um, but we're not far away, I think. We talk about 2.5 million. Okay, it's good money, and I agree with Andy. Maybe we could have pushed the boat out and got a wee bit more, but... I think they're looking at it as to speculate to accumulate. If that 2.5 million can get Danilo in the door, 24-year-old Brazilian that looks like he's really going to hit the, the ground running his best years ahead of him, they're really looking at this guy He's an investment. And to me, having watched him, he's in the Molder roof almost. Great technically, a lot of work rate, quite quick on the ground um, so I think that's the way they see it for him um, so if that gets that deal over the line then I think we'll all be delighted and you know I think it's easy to forget he, he kind of um, not forget as such but he played a huge part uh, Cubby sort of joins us on YouTube tonight hi Cubby um, shame to see Jolak go need to move players on to bring in the new which is absolutely right top memory of him of course was was scoring against PSV at home um, and away last August and I mean that that game across and um Holland was was just bizarre, um, and for Cholak to score, and it, it was a tap in, and it took ages to roll over the line. I remember it, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I think he, he'll go with the the best wishes of the support. We got a good a good season out of it, I think, to be perfectly honest with you, and um, just a, a a really good striker. However, I think as far as systems are concerned, he was going to find himself playing a. Um, very much on the periphery this season. Kieran, you're going to say something, buddy? Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning as well. Like, I know I spoke about circumstance, but if it was that good, we wouldn't be selling him. Yeah. And again, it's another one that's not worked out from this infamous Ross Wilson transfer window last summer. Yes, Mr. Wilson, who can forget him? Goodness me. Um, so, listen, Anthony, um, Juliet goes with with our, our very, very best wishes, and we will get to some of the other stories. I, I've seen some of the comments. There's um, people talking about who we need in next, who's still to go. We will get to that as the, the pod progresses between now and nine o'clock-ish. Um, Kieran, I'll stick with you on, on Danilo. He is the, the one that seems to be high on Michael Beale's wanted list. Now, we've, we've went in again with a second bid, um, by all accounts. Um, Final looking for um, £6 million for a guy now. If memory serves me right, you're talking about a guy who is Brazilian, um, came through the Ajax sort of youth academy, Reese Cochran, who's, who's part of the group, will, will be able to rhyme off this better than I will. But he seems to be, you know, I, I think often every summer we talk about marquee signings, he would be the guy, he would be the marquee signing for Michael Beale, um this summer, wouldn't he? 
Yeah, one hundred percent. And you watch the uh, the the YouTube videos like everybody watches. He looks an exciting player. Um, he scores from short range, long range. He looks an all action striker. Um, Six million pound for us is a huge outlay. I can't yeah. see it being as much as that. I can see it coming down around the five million, four and a half sort of mark. But you've seen figures banded about everywhere. But for us, I think somebody said it in our chat. It's it's the sexy signing, isn't it? Brazilian coming to Ibrox, twenty four years old, and someone also said the clips. Um, might be you, Andy, that put it in the last friendly that they played the first half. Very like, and I'm not saying he is as good as, but Gabriel Jesus, that sort of style of play where he's in and around the box, great with the ball at his feet, and they must they must have really done their homework in this guy if they're pushing the boat out and they're just not letting it lie. Because let's be honest, a couple of weeks back when we signed Dessers, nobody was prepared for us to go and get Danilo as well. Absolutely. And see, I've uh, admittedly so shamefully, I've got my Rangers TV um, subscription for this month because it keeps me up with the preseason. I'm a bit starved, I think. So I watched the last old film match back because I can kind of see setting up like that. And one thing that stood out to me was everything right up until the front line minus Cantwell was good. See if you take Sakala and Matondo out there and put, I know we've not seen not a lot of them yet, Somebody like Dessers, Sima, Danilo, these type of players, we were very, very wasteful that game. I know we won 3-0, but you put them into that squad with that formation, Raskin, Lundstrom, Jack. I know a lot don't want to see Lundstrom playing too much or Jack playing too much. They were outstanding in the middle of that game. I hate to go off on a tangent, but that's how I can see his playing with that sort of Cantwell feeding off. Imagine Cantwell with these players round about yeah. him. We we think we've seen the best. I can't. Well, we've not. It's around him with good players, and he, he, if if he's not already, he's going to be the best player in Scotland by a mile. Yeah, Andrew. The big thing for me, I think, is you would. I don't think it's been reported that this sort of Danilo deal is particularly far along the road. I I do think, and I'd be really surprised if this wasn't the case that. If we have moved on Antonio Cholak yesterday, that there must be something in the background that gives the club and the grown-ups at the club um, a nice feeling that we're going to get this guy in fairly shortly. I agree. I totally agree, Scott. It's, in my opinion, it's a lot further along the road than is is getting made out to be. The money will be getting spoken about, and um, and we care on that. I think it will sit around the five mark, and I think it will it will happen. Um, but he <laughs> cares exactly right as well. Nobody. Thought this when we signed Dessers. Um, that, that was it. It was Danilo or Dessers. That's what you were hearing, you know, and that was a, a valid opinion to have, I suppose it is. But getting rid of Kolak, this 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 makes it. I'm excited by him. Just to reiterate what the Kieran was saying there. We've all, we've all got to the YouTube. That's what we always we always go with. Yeah, yeah. And I, I will put my hands up and, and sit here and say that I, I quoted that Rabbi Matondo would be a, a world beater this season, this time last season. So we could all be wrong, but something tells me I'm right with, with Danilo. Um he mentioned Cantwell a couple of times, Kieran did there. He looks very similar, seeing tight and close spaces. He can make space for himself like Cantwell can. Um, he's got a good shot on him. He's He plays off a striker. I think he's, he's he's got everything. And sexy is the word. He's very, very exciting. And I think it is further along than we than, than we know. Do you know, that I, I don't care what anyone says. and The guys are getting involved in the chat as far as Danilo's concerned. There's just something, any time... And I don't want to say a Brazilian because I appreciate that I'll bring out some of the Rangers stars in the chat. However, but if we refer to bringing in Brazilian footballers, cough, cough, um, to to your club, I, I, I you instantly think that the guy is going to be the absolute berries. He, he's he's going to land on his feet, and well, you don't want to sort of suggest that it may not be the case. The, the good thing is that this guy's plied his career largely in Europe, so there shouldn't be a huge. I don't want to say a bedding in, because of course there is a bedding in period when players come to, to Glasgow, and particularly the Rangers. Um, however, the fact that this guy's played at a really good level in Holland for the best part of his career, I think, to get him in um, would be would be really, really, really exciting. And um, I mean, you look at the Brazilians we've had in previously, Cabari, Emerson, with that fantastic mop of hair. Um, I, <laughs> I think you're definitely talking... Um, you're talking a different standard of, again, a Brazilian here. So um, I do hope that over the next wee while that we 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 manage to get that over the line. I think it's an exciting time um, of pre-season. Obviously, the pre-season games are starting next week. I think the more bodies that we get in, that buy into the, the ethos, 
that Bill has <clears> in the first instance. And I think what you're now seeing is Michael Beale buying players that fit into that front three ethos. So he doesn't have anyone who is a penalty box striker, for example. He's got guys that can play in and around that area and interchange. I've said for a wee while now that I've always felt that there was a good chance that the guys that he brought in the summer would be akin to format and the way that Liverpool play. So one guy one side, one guy the other, and a guy in the middle, and they all interchange as and when they like. I think you're going to see a lot of that this season. I think Danilo fits into that. Um, so exciting, really exciting. But you would have to imagine that the, the deal for the Brazilian is a lot further along the road um, than what we think, considering we've sold the guy that's got the most goals for us last season. So we shall watch that with, with great interest. Andrew, the first-team squad returned from Germany um, at the end of last week, Friday, I think, they, they came back into the country. It might actually have been yesterday. Um, looks like it's been a huge success. By all accounts, they've went to a, a very, very sort of um, remote part of Germany and looking at the, the comments came from Michael Beale saying the players have run north of, of 40k so he has worked them hard for four days I don't think there's any doubt about that as you fully expect you, you fully expect that Michael Beale at the at the close of last season um, I can't remember the term he used but it was basically put it, put it to the back of your mind he was looking forward to a strong uh, pre-season and the worry I had and I'm sure a lot of Rangers fans had were we knew just how many new signings had to come in. Um, it's always a worrier. I must admit, <clears throat> I fall into the category of last year watching a few games thinking we need wholesale change. And now we've had wholesale change. I'm now thinking maybe that's a bit much. Too many new I'm quite sure I'm not alone in that. I can't be alone in that. You're um, not a proper Rangers daft, you're saying that, Andy. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's been proven before that um, teams with a big turnover, a squad um, in the summertime can go on and win a league. That can be done, but that starts with a very, very hard and intense pre-season with the majority of the new signings in prior to that happening. That's what's happened here. He's took them to Germany. The majority seem to be in. I fully expect another couple to come in, Danilo, um, hopefully Cifuentes as well, things like that. The majority of the crux of Michael Beale's team going forward were in Germany. You've got to you've got to think, and he, he worked them hard. That's got to be good. That's got to be a, a good start. Um I've often wondered in the past when there's such a a, a kind of long pre-season before the season starts and the friendlies come and then we start signing. They've not had a Rangers pre-season. They've had a pre-season elsewhere, I'm sure, but not a Rangers one. I think it's important to get them all together and go to a remote part of Germany, as you say, in a seven-minute golf buggy journey two at a time from the hotel to the to the, to the football pitches um, helps with that as well and for content. Um, but no, it's, it seems like a very, very... Positive pre-season so far, um, and as I said at the start, I'm looking forward to the friendlies coming in now, and with three three or four good quality teams up against, yeah. it should put us in good stead for the Champions League qualifiers. Kieran, one of the things that I, I've, I've really enjoyed um, watching the videos, I think it was Caroline who jumped into the chat to say that she's enjoyed catching up with the videos on, on Rangers TV. I think they've been really good. I think some of the content has been really excellent. Um, there's been some wee jokey things as well, which I think has been quite interesting Apart from anything else, I think it gives you a, a window into the dynamic of what the squad is like, how the new guys are getting involved. We saw Kieran Dowell on screen, we saw Lammers and Dessers all on screen. And the thing for me that I think is, is absolutely obvious is how these guys have instantly just bedded in with the squad. Um, Jack Butland and Cantwell seem to have, have struck up a really good sort of friendship straight away, which I think is really important, as it is for the rest of them. But for guys that are coming um, to play for Rangers, some guys that have been there last season are very aware that they ended the season trophy list. They know the requirements for the next 12 months going forward. They know what they need to do without fail. Um, it's good to see the new guys coming in and apparently, by all accounts, just buying into that winning mentality that we hope to adopt from August onwards. Yeah, that was exactly the point I was going to make there. Like, I know we spoke about numbers and the running and stuff like that, but being away in such a secluded place and having all the players round about you, it was great to see some of the interaction with the players. And yeah. we said the name Cantwell there, and I feel like I spoke about him all night tonight. But it, it, to me, he's coming across as something I didn't think he would be, and it's a leader. It just seems to... 
radiate to everybody. Like I know him and Scott Wright have got very close since they've been here, both been here. He's seen it in his um, picture the other night where he put up, um, was it Dessers, Lammers and Scott Wright? They're playing Uno together. He touched on that one of the interviews before that. Seen it get very competitive. Um, Butland as well, like you say. And then I think Cantwell's post last night was something along the lines of, I've never felt love like this. Absolutely. And it's, al- it's almost like, He's really enjoying it here, and I know I, I was very fortunate to go along to the media day, and I, th- I thank this is Ibrox for letting me go. Um, but Dill spoke about that very much. That guys like Cantwell absolutely sold the place to him. John Lundstrom he's pretty close to as well. And he spoke so highly about these guys just selling Rangers to them, and we know in the past guys like especially Jermaine Defoe who said. Man, if he'd come up here so much earlier, he wishes he had a couple of years earlier. How many folk were on the phone to him asking to come to Rangers? And it's a special place to be, and it just shows you that getting the guys together like that and getting the team to bond well is, is the way it goes. And the fact that it's Germany and on their own, I, I, I was a few years ago under Gerard. I, I hate to sound like an old grump here, right? But I think it was the Tenerife one. There was pictures for beach clubs and all that, and players that. No, not so much doing what they shouldn't be doing, but in a pre-season, that doesn't quite sit right with me. Yeah. Seeing like the players chilled out and taking it easy and stuff like that, I think there's pictures of Sakala and Yilmaz playing FIFA and all that. Just being a group of guys, being a group of boys and a bit of bonding. So for me, that's the big thing there. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Interesting, Kieran. And I'm going to stick with you in this. You're referring to the, the sort of media day. Um, at the training centre and Bill did speak. How did you find him when he when he spoke about sort of being in and involved around the training centre and the squad as it was at that point? Did you get a, a good feeling from him? I think a lot of people have largely forgot that he's came up here. You know that? I really do. I think that, that the focus has largely been on others as opposed to, to him being being a new signing for this season. Yeah, oh, he was brilliant. He was really good. He came in asking guys how they're doing and all that before the cameras went on and stuff and just seemed really down to earth. And what I felt that he was very strong about was that he's a player that likes to take chances, likes to, his first thought's always to go forward with the ball. And that's what we love to see here. Um, He was saying about like he likes to get shots away anytime he can. And when was the last time we had a player that scored quite a lot of goals from outside the box? Yeah, um, so he he could be the Joker card this year. Um, everything you hear about him is very positive. But he did have he, he did speak about having a lot of connections before he came. I, I know I said Cantwell and um, Lundstrom. I'm sure yeah. there was more than that. I'm sure there was more than that. And uh, I he, he was brilliant, very professional. Um, I was going to touch on what one of the journalists says, but I'll, I'll not mention that. I think somebody else mentioned it, but I, not for me. It's, you know that we have to, and I think CGM um, 55 is, is watching on YouTube. Dowell is interesting. Nobody has him in our starting 11. And that's kind of what I'm alluding to. I don't think um, many people expect him to start as things stand just now. And listen, I'm not sure that um, Michael, and this is very stereotypical, so I apologise in advance, but I think rather than Michael be looking to have a strong 11, I think what he will absolutely be looking for is an absolutely super strong 18, 19, 20 squad of guys that he knows he can rely on. Um, you know what I mean? Fit guys, guys that will go to the well for him every single week if needs be. Um, and he'll, re- he'll rely on them. Um, I have to say, Callum C, who jumps in um, <laughs> to the chat, and I, I think Andrew alluded to this, the, the, the video of, of Kieran Dowell and John Lundstrom absolutely saying he hot each other on a golf cart for seven minutes. It's <laughs> absolutely, it's in, listen, without sound like Todd Campbell who gets immense again, it is incredible content. It's, do you know, I, I joke a little bit about the, um, about that in the first instance, but I do think it's really important that there is that togetherness amongst the group of guys and you're bringing new guys in as well. We all know what it's like to maybe start a job um, for the first time and not know people. 
do you know what I mean? The, these guys instantly have to go in and hit the ground running and prove that the Ferrari around them coming to, to play for the biggest club in the country is absolutely wanted and they deserve to be there and they should be there where where their name in the jersey and they deserve that number. They they have to hit the ground running. I hope they do. Um, I, I hope that over the course of the season that we see loads of them. Blue Nose John suggests that um, Dowell and Lammers will be a standing in this season. Lammers, I can't wait to see. Technically looks excellent. Scored a cracking goal here and I think you're going to speak about the same goal. I was talking about the flick with the left-hand side. Yeah, yeah, that one. There was something I just remembered for that media day and I've not mentioned it and I think I'm the only one that's seen it. Dow had number 20 on his flip-flops. Now, they're big flip-flops to fill. Maybe I'll be exclusive, by the way. Listen, you might be right. And it's worth, it's worth pointing out that, that number 20 continues to be moody and miserable elsewhere. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know. And I have to say, it does surprise me. Andrew, Michael Beale um, took some youth away um, to... To Germany, Alex Lowry was there, Leon King, Devine, Cole McKinnon, <clears throat> Bailey Rice, who seems to be, by all accounts, the the next big thing to come through the the, the youth. He went out of his way to praise them, saying they all done really well. And um, Bailey Rice, indeed, I don't think he's seventeen yet, so to be sixteen and fitting in with these guys is is really quite incredible. I think often I don't want it to develop into a pathway discussion because we do that every so often when we become frustrated with young guys not getting a game. I'm very much guilty of that. However, um, for the guys to go over and be involved in the first instance is a big, big deal for them, isn't it? It's massive. It's absolutely massive. Um, it can only be good. It can yeah. only do them. It can only do them good in the in the, in the long term. At that age, 16, 17, 18, to go over there and to be training alongside Cantwell, Raskin, when the Raskin's not there, but you, you know what I mean? At that level, yeah. that ability... Um, it can only work wonders. Not only that, and, and Kieran touched on it mainly as well. The, the team bonding is is massive at that age. Um, we've all heard stories. We all know people probably who were fantastic at sports, and then they get we got to a certain age, <clears throat> and things go differently. I think it's very important that that doesn't happen with certain players. And you, you've got to imagine managers and coaches all throughout the Rangers system see that coming, and taking them away. The ones that went there, he spoke very highly of them, Michael Beale very highly of him, which I was very glad to see. Um, yeah. And he wouldn't do that for nothing. But I think it's, it's very important to take them away and, and build them into that kind of, that teamwork framework, if you like, and do them England. And it being so remote and it being a kind of Rangers-only training area, um, it's definitely going to do them no harm. It'll do them a lot of good. Yeah, listen, you're absolutely right. Listen, RFC and indeed Hugo Weir, who's comment I'll flash up in a second. John Lee Efeku was was um, across in Germany as well, who is indeed, Hugo's absolutely right. I remember being um, at the um, B-team old firm tie um, last season with, with Kyle McCain, McLean from This Is Ibrox, and Efeku was there. I couldn't believe the size of the boy. Um, and he is, I mean, I think he's only 18, so um, a, a real... So a unit, for want of a better better term or expression, whether, again, he's someone who's going to be involved in that sort of first team or not, I don't know. But it's, it's just good that I think Beal is recognising that there is talent that's coming through that conveyor belt that we hear about every so often. They can go in and train with the first team and they can hold their own with the first team. It's really important. Kieran, of course, we, we, we can't sort of speak about the, the, the camp in Germany without referring to Leon King and bad ankle break, I think, by all accounts, if you delve into social media to, to see exactly what it is. A real blow for the boy. Um, now, I don't think anyone really appreciates where he would be in the, the pecking order, considering I still think we'll have another centre-half to come in before we speak about Liam Balogun returning. Um, but it's just a blow for him, isn't it? He's still a young guy. Um, it's, just, it's just a stinking injury for him to get in for him. He missed such a, a huge part of a season that's still at start. Yeah, it's a real shame and I know that there's never a good time or a bad time to have injuries but when you're in pre-season, you're in full flow, you've got another year under your belt. I mean, he played every Champions League game last year and what was it? I think he made 20 appearances. For a it, guy, the one thing that I, I, I think, he looked like a player that was absolutely, I, I don't want to say frightened, that's unfair, but I, I do think... I actually think the Champions League camp campaign completely spooked Leon King. He wasn't alone. I think it spooked a lot of these players last season. And indeed, I've, I've spoke to people um, 
that felt that there were definitely members of the squad that were absolutely freaked out by those six games um, yeah. because they were in the end of such heavy beatings, <clears throat> you know what I mean? I don't mean to say he was hung out to dry, but it was once again, it was a case of when Goldson was out, I think it'd be a very different story if Goldson was beside him because we've seen how good Goldson can make guys like Bassey and even Absolutely. the partnership with Balligan. These younger guys that kind of, uh, well, no younger guys, like Leon King could really benefit from being in next to Goldson, but it was a case of he was in there because he was out and that was pretty much the downfall of our season last year and just completely yeah. put it off the rails. But nah, I absolutely gutted for him. A, a long-term injury that's going to see him out. Probably we're talking January, February at the earliest. Um, how much he was going to play this year? Probably not as much as last year, but even if he did do well and get a loan move, possibly if we'd brought in our centre-back in, that's probably where we would have been looking for Leon King this year. But he's got his best years ahead of him. Let's get this injury out of the way. Um, he's got a cracking head on his shoulders, a great attitude. And like we spoke about with the youth, being over there in Germany, do these guys no harm to be around top professionals 24-7? Like I know they'll come in and they'll train with the first team and go home and it's it's the status quo every other day when, when you're back home. But actually being and living next to professionals every single day and seeing how they conduct themselves will We'll do them a lot of good, and I, I don't think King could be in a worse place amongst his teammates when he's done this injury. I'm, I'm sure he'll have the full support of all of them. Yeah, Andrew, I think you know I'm a big fan of Leon King, um, and I I do think that I, I'm like here, and I wouldn't say hung out to dry. And I think that that's probably bordering and unfair. However, um, he was there and he was playing. I mean. I think someone's said in the chat as a CJM fifty five has suggested that he was playing centre half um with James Sands, who we all know now was was never cut out. I don't think he was necessarily cut out to play for Rangers. He certainly wasn't cut out to play centre half for Rangers. And we've been lucky enough, the three of us in this call, um, I know I'm the oldest despite not looking at it. And I know that um we've all seen really, really good quality centre halves at Rangers and we know that that position is it's a big one to play. And in the European games, the big games, you need to play it properly and you need to play it right. If you're playing it with another guy that isn't a centre-half, you've got an instant problem. But Andrew, I think that um, James right. I don't think King was going to be necessarily a first-team pick this year. I think he would have spent a lot of time in the bench. Um, it's just the it's just the effect that maybe has on the lad's confidence. Clearly a very confident guy, big boy, similar to Yufeku, who we spoke about earlier on. Incredibly, still a young guy. It seems like he's been going around for about five, six years now, doesn't it? He is. He is one of them. You're right. You, you forget how how young he is. Still, he's been, he's been about that long. Kieran and yourself are right. He probably wouldn't have featured as much this season. And and the words hung out to dry. That is that that's harsh. I think for for last season, just circumstance after circumstance, you know. And, and I, I did notice that comment, and he wrote that he would be spooked playing the other half with James Sands as well. I think anybody would have been. You're right. Sands probably wasn't. Wasn't for us, yeah. um, if, if, if we're all brutally honest about it. But it's just a, it's an absolute signal. But again, again, Kieran's hit the nail right in the head. He's done it in the right place. He's got the full support of everybody there. Um, how long is he going to be out for? Will he, will he ever come back to the to the first team after it kind of thing? You know, it's it's just I feel heart sorry for him. I really do. It's it's an absolute. You don't like to see any player have a, an injury. It's the length of time, and we seem to have been quite bad for him the last couple of seasons. Um, Tom Lawrence as, as well. Being so young, I just feel so hard, so, hard sorry for him. It's a, it's a bloody sin. Yeah. Um, Kieran, obviously when they were away last week, there was a bit of noise that appeared. Um, and before you knew it, Liam Balligan was over there and training and getting involved in the RTD videos. Um, Paul McGarrigal reckons he could be vital in some of the games we play. He won't play every game. I think we all agree with that. Um, I don't want to say we all hope that. I like Liam Balligan, but I think Paul's right. I don't think he will be involved in in all the games, but considering the injury to King, um, I think it's quite a shrewd bit of business to get him in for a year, do you not? Yeah, I think we need to harbour expectations a wee bit. He's not here to play 30, 40 games a season. He's not here to be a starter, but like you say, shrewd bit of business. He's a leader in the dressing room. He's been here, he knows what it's all about, and I think all in all, like, the guys behind the scenes absolutely love him. And to be honest, I can see him taking up a coaching role after this season. It would not surprise me at all. Um, it was a bit harsh the way he left Rangers. So I think he's delighted to be back. And from everything that he said in his interview, 
Um, he's ha- he is happy to be back. Um, but in terms of the football side of things, if you need him to come in and stand in and play centre-half, he's going to do it. He knows his place, that he's not going to play every week. And you think if, if we're 1-0, we're backs against the wall in an away game, you need somebody to come on the last 10, 15 minutes and solely win headers and shore up the back line. You're not going to get many as good as that. No. Albeit he's 35. We signed every Weaver and he's 36. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I, I can just agree with you. I think it's a, it's a good bit of business and very interesting to hear Michael Beale wax lyrical about as a, a footballer and a guy, a man, um, I thought it was really interesting to say that he, do you know what I mean? He respects him hugely as a person, um, which I think is quite a, a big deal for a manager to say in the in the current climate. MCGM um, jumps in. Speaking of centre half, where was Ben Davies? And I think Ben Davies was in Germany. Yeah. I I don't think he was involved in the friendly certainly, which is um, which is quite interesting. He, there was a lot of talk around Davies. There was a lot of talk around Davis before we went to the media day and um, it wasn't on RTV whatsoever in any of the training videos, but uh, myself and Ross did see him, but he was with one of the trainers. So right. I suspect he's still coming back for that hamstring injury. On Davies, Kieran, I'll stick with you on this. We, I think there's a good chance we'll start with a Goldson and Suter um, partnership in centre-half, which I'm absolutely relaxed about. Um if you've got a third choice in a half and it's Ben Davies or Liam Balligan or Lewis Mayo, um, I, think, I think it's easy to forget, but did have quite a decent loan out of Kilmarnock. Um, who are you picking as your third choice in a half? I'm going Davis, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't think he's as bad as what he gets the rap for. Yeah, yeah. Terrible mistake at Parkhead that he's not recovered from, but I don't think he's as bad as what people make out. I think he's I think he's good on the ball. I think he's a decent enough defender. He's just not really had a good sort of second half this season, put it that way. He came in with an injury, then he had a good spell of about 10 games next to Goldson. They sparked up a good partnership and then it kind of tailed off. But aside from that question, I'm with you, Scott. John Suter is phenomenal. Him and, him and Goldson all day for me. Um, but that third choice centre-back, it would be Davis for me. And do you know what, as well, I think this might be unpopular as well. I'd be happy if we stuck with Davis and didn't sign another left centre-back. Wow, really? Genuinely? Genuinely, aye, because I said that the last time I was on the pod, having watched Panzo, and it's not the highlight videos, it's more that it's like watching game videos of him almost on YouTube. It does not look good at all. It doesn't look good at all. I know you said about the boy Trusty and the other centre half impressed you more at Birmingham, so I'm going yeah. with that. So for me, Ben Davis is fine. Ben Davis is enough for me, but again, I think it's a case of how much we could get for him. Could we invest that better elsewhere? Andrew, before we started, did you get the impression that Kieran was involved in anything that he shouldn't have been when he was in Ibiza? Because that is actually... His eyes look fine. I'm quite sure it wasn't. until you was actually flew home for Peru. <laughs> oh, right. Well, there you go then. There you go then. Oh, Andrew, I mean... Hey, I'm gonna, can, I, can, I, sorry, Scott, can I just jump in? I completely agree with Kieran. I would be happy uh, keeping Ben Davies as well. I think I don't think he's as bad as, as folk are making out as well. He had a, a great start. Uh, Parkland and Goldson, and I think it, the mistake at Celtic Park, coupled with just how strong John Suter was when he came in, I think it's kind of polarised opinion ever so slightly in the wrong way, and I'd be more than happy to start the season with him as a, a third-choice centre-back. I'll be honest with you, I didn't expect you to say that. I genuinely never. I, I did think, and I I think it's big. I actually think Ben Davies is probably is, is quite a good footballer. I think he's a better footballer than he is a defender, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. um, I've said on this before that I, I do think that um, having a, a left-sided centre-half is so much more better for your left-back and their flexibility to bomb up and down because they'll get balls placed in the right area where they need them to be placed to. Um, I, I do think it's better to have a, a, a left-sided centre-half. Um, but I, I didn't expect you to say I, I genuinely thought you would have went for Balakin. As, as the third choice centre half, and I, I listen. I fully understand why you think that um, that Davies deserves to be in there. I thought he was um, not a scapegoat as such. He did have that huge, huge error at, at Celtic Park, which we all know about, and he'll never he'll, he'll never live that down. I'm afraid that's that's always going to be in his uh, uh, mark on his on his 
book, if you like. You know, but Blue Nose John says we need two centre-halves who are powerful and they are two guys that are absolutely going to attack the ball. Um, I think it'll be Goldson and Suter that we start off for next season. And I would, as I say, I wouldn't have any issue with that at all. Um, listen, I want to speak about um, Robbie McCrory, Andrew. Um, I actually thought there was a good chance that, that McCrory was going to hang around and battle Butland for the number one jersey. Now, I don't think for a second that he was going to be number one because I don't think Jack Butland was coming up here to be anything other than the leading goalkeeper. Um, Robbie McCrory, I think, is at a stage in his career where he needs to play football as regular as possible. I don't think a loan deal particularly works for him because he may come back and Jack Butland's had a cracking season and he's no further forward. Um, I'd be disappointed to see him go in the same instance, despite it being for the good of his career. Selfish as a fan, but um, similar to King, he's been someone that's been around for a long time. He just almost automatically thought he was going to be the next number one after McGregor disappeared. Definitely, definitely, and, and you're right. Um, the reason he's, he's uh, for all, by all accounts, asked to go into the transfer market is because he's not going to take Jack Butler's number one place. Now, would you have, would would you be the number? Would you be happy with McCrory being the number one personally after the end of last season? I probably would have been. I probably would yeah, have been. Um, wouldn't have bothered me in the slightest. But he's not going to hang around to be number two, and nor should he. Nor should he, in my opinion. It'd be a, a great um, keeper to have as your as a, as a second choice. But I totally understand if he wants to leave to play first team football. I think he deserves it. I think he needs it, and I think he probably will get it. Um, but it really is just off the back of. Uh, Butland coming up here and he's not going to come up here to be number two. He's up here to be number one. Um, and I had a wee feeling this might happen the minute yeah. we signed um, Butland. We're going to go to talk about McGregor because the testimonials coming up on Tuesday. I understand that. He's got big gloves to fill. Um, will he fill them? We don't know with keepers. That's the thing. We just, we just don't know. You can spend various amounts in, in goalkeepers and they start flinging them in the net. Happened across the city a couple of seasons ago. These things can happen. I'd be disappointed to lose McCrory, but I can totally understand why he wants to go. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kieran, I saw you shaking your head there when we, we kind of suggested that we'd be happy with McCrory as number one this, this season. You're not in that place, clearly. I'm not, no. I think we touched on it after the old firm game in the, the pod, just to sort of not so much focus on the 90 minutes against Celtic. I think he had a great game that day. He also had a wee error in the game. But after the games after that, I just wasn't convinced at all. Um, okay. and, and this season, we need to go and win the league. There's no doubt about it. We can't take chances with a goalkeeper in developing um, McCrory. So it had to be someone we experienced. Butland's a great bit of business. But again, he's, he's unproven here. He's not caught a ball for us yet. So... We don't know how that's going to pan out. We're, we're yeah. just we're going by what we think could happen. But for me, um, Terry Monroe in the comments here makes a great point. McLaughlin is number two. Gives me the fear, man. I really don't want to see that. I really don't want to see McLaughlin as a number two. After last season, his time should have been up with us. Um, McCrory, take my Rangers hat off. It's the best thing for his career. He can go out. What I would say, though, is if we're going to fetch in 500000 for him, would it maybe be better putting him out on loan for a season to a decent loan move, where if he has an absolute screamer of a season, we'll get more than 500000 for him? Right. But if he goes, it's imperative that we bring in another number two. McLaughlin cannot be our number two this season because, God forbid, in touch with it doesn't happen. What if there's an injury to Butland? Our season would be off the rails. Um, I, I totally agree with you. And looking at the the comments that are, are coming in is is sort of are rather suggesting a, a similar sort of theme. If McCrory is to go, which I think everyone largely expects to happen, um John McLaughlin is is the guy who's left as the number two and you know you don't want to go in hard on someone. Um but I think a lot of the confidence in John McLaughlin's completely gone. Um and I, I think it would be better for him and his career, however long's left of it, he could play on for another three, four, five years yet. So um I just 
don't know if I'd be happy with him coming back in as number one if um, Jack Butland was to get injured. We obviously hope that um, that's not the case. We played a game, of course, in, in Germany, Kieran, and we won 2-0. Um, Sima scoring an incredible header. Um, really good move. Um, Barisic with the cross. Interesting to see Barisic stays his left back next season, by the way. We'll come to that in a second. Um, great crossover. And Sima, it was one of those, you can almost hear Richard Keyes and Andy Gray, and I appreciate it, I'm showing my age here, stretching every sinew of his neck to head that across. It's just a great header, isn't it? It's fantastic. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And we spoke we spoke about guys that kind of slid under the radar in, in Germany and in the pre-season. Sima's the one for me. Like, all the training videos, I don't think he's missed a chance. Yeah, he's absolutely. all over everything and he's a fantastic player and this is this is one that's going to turn out to be a fantastic bit of business I'm absolutely sure of it and when I spoke about that 3-0 old firm game and thinking about the guys up front like, could you imagine Dessers and Seema with Cantwell in behind them like that's a dream Seema's a finisher he's going to score a lot of goals for us and watching that game back there was a, there was a moment in that where Scott Wright turned into Prime Messi <laughs> <laughs> it's just one and skip past about six of them and it, it led to the penalty um, so it's delighted that we've got off the mark with our penalties this season as well so long may that continue anyone um, who, is, um, who watches us regularly will know that Reese Cochran's a, a big part of the group um, and every so often he um, he enlightens us with some of his chat in the WhatsApp chat and um, I he's obviously went with this gimme 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 and Abdallah Seema um, obviously in an ABBA fashion so, guys, we'll no doubt be hearing that very, very shortly, which I can't wait for. See if we sign Danilo. Surely yeah. we'll just go with the, the Diallo song and change the words a wee bit. <laughs> so, it's, it's late. Well, listen, Reese will have an idea, mate. I'm absolutely sure of it. He'll let us know. The Union Bears need to get their act together and get the ABBA soundtrack back out again. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, uh, James Tavernier scored um, a penalty in that friendly. So, it's good to know that the, the memos go as far as Germany, which I thought was quite exciting. That's that's um that's always a good thing. Penalty to Rangers in the first preseason friendly in a remote part of Germany behind closed doors. That's that's just what you love to see. It's probably just to get the, the 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 Twitter the media team getting used to typing penalty to Rangers. I like how they've embraced it as well. I must admit it gave me a, a wry smile when I seen it. Absolutely indeed. Listen, one of the things that's broke out to, today, Andrew, and I'll stay with you, um, is that Graeme Souness has apparently knocked back an ambassador role at the football club. So this is something that, that came out of nowhere um, a little while ago. Graeme Souness, of course, left Sky Sports and revealed on Sky Sports that he was going to be going into a, a big project. I would add that that big project now has raised, I've got it written down here, north of £1.3 Um Incredible amount of money. As a non-swimmer, and I openly admit I can't swim, but for a guy to swim the channel for 1.3 million is absolutely incredible. He deserves an unbelievable amount of credit for it. If he isn't knighted for it or given some sort of BE the next time um, the king is handing out that sort of stuff, he should absolutely be on that incredible moment um, and really, really something I think as Rangers fans we should look at and be quite proud that's one of your guys went and done that. I personally, Andrew, would have loved to have seen him involved in some ambassadorial role at the football club. Just doesn't seem to be a fit for him as things stand just now. But I think I think that's it. Um, that's it, exactly. But he's leaving Sky Sports and he mentioned, as you said, um, he's going to take a project that meant a lot to him. Us as Rangers fans just assumed he must he's be Rangers. Yes, of course, and, and why wouldn't you? Um, and I would, uh, I'm with you, Scott. I would love to have seen him as an ambassador for Rangers, and there is time yet, by the way. Um, but to, to do what he's done is, is absolutely fantastic, you know, and that's obviously where he's, his passion lies at the moment, and, and quite rightly so. To raise that kind of money at that age for a charity so close to him is, is absolutely phenomenal. From what I've read, um, I don't know whether Rangers are playing it down a wee bit. Biz Grove just said it was a, it was a a nonchalant cup of coffee, and and an idea was was brought up um, to which he, he knocked back. If you like, I don't think it. I don't think it probably was as official as, as we'd like to think. It probably was mentioned, and there all there's always hope for the future. And who better than Graham Souness to be an ambassador for Rangers? He's I don't know what the watershed is, but he's just magnificent. We'll leave yeah. the other word out at the moment. But <laughs> to, see, to see him um, 
to see him as an ambassador for Rangers would be fantastic. And I'm, I'm, me and you are of similar vintage, Scott, yeah. so um, so we can say that with a bit of passion, you know. Yeah. Listen, you know, I, ambassador roles, I think, are are really they're difficult roles to fill, particularly if you've been successful. If you've been uh, if you've been successful at the club previously, and you go back in as as an ambassador, it's a huge deal. You have to maintain that um, reputation that you've had before. You look at guys like Baresi, who is an ambassador at AC Milan. You look at guys, I, I think Brian Robson is certainly was a, an ambassador at Manchester United. I think Graham Souness would have been an ideal fit for us, Kieran, to come in and do that role. Sort of promote the world, if you like, of, of Rangers, considering everything that happened in 2012. And I think what, what we now know, we're back onto that, even keel the journey from then is now over and we're moving on to the next stage i would have liked to have ha- had him involved when you consider what he's done the past couple of months and um, coming back to rangers was clearly small beer for him that was his prime focus and i think he deserves all the credit in the world for seeing that through yeah absolutely and i got the impression when he left sky sports that the focus wasn't on coming back to Rangers. I know everyone spoke about the sporting director role and whatnot, but all he had in mind was the charity work and it's phenomenal what he's done, absolutely phenomenal. At his age, I'm half his age, and I could hardly swim the breath of, I don't know, uh, hug and field lock. (laughs) Um, But but no, it's... It's a bit of a fantasy thing that we always want Suness back at the club in some sort of capacity, given what he did when he was here. Um, it, it would have been excellent, but Andy hit the nail on the head. I think it was more of a, a conversation um, and it was floated to him as much as I don't think it was as fish, official as what people made out. But yeah. when you're trying to sell newspapers and get clicks and websites, then you associate Graham Suness with Glasgow Rangers and everybody's going to be invested. So I think that's where it was blown up. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think it's just he's, for, for us he's a name that's synonymous with the football club. I think when you mention guys like Graham Souness and Walt Smith, they're absolutely synonymous. And me, he, he's absolutely synonymous with my Rangers supporting growing up. Um, he, he's he's absolutely, I, I see Reese uses the word figurehead in the chat. That's exactly what he is. And I think if we were lucky enough to get him back involved at this stage, um, he would be exactly that and a little bit more. Listen, guys, we have 10 minutes or so left to go. I can't disappear um, tonight without speaking about Alan McGregor. Testimonial on Tuesday, Newcastle United coming to town and their fans. I think there's about 8,000 um, coming up from, from, from Newcastle. Andrew, I'll stick with you first. Um, McGregor, it's hard to believe he's not going to start as number one next season in the first instance, isn't it? It's going to be very strange. It's going to be very, very strange. Um, Jack Butland hit the nail on the head when he, when he spoke about it. He's get, he knows what he's, what he's got to do for next season, and, and so he should. Um, OK, the last season, season and a half, there's been arguments podcast-wide, range of support-wide, whether McGregor should be the starting number one. Um, I was always the impression that he should be. Where do you even start with Alan McGregor? It's... I spoke, I think it was with you, Scott, or was it Craig and Kyle? I can't remember. We discussed um, favourite 11. And I, I, yeah, put absolutely. Yeah. I put McGregor in front of Gorham and I stand by it. I really do stand by it. And I grew up, I met Andy Gorham at a speaker's lunch and um, shook him by the hand and I told him that, because at that time we weren't doing very well. I can't remember the year. And uh, I said it was his fault because I grew up in the 90s watching Rangers. And I just believed at that time, age of eight or seven years old, up to 16, that we just couldn't be beaten. And a lot of that was down to Andy Gorham. So when it wasn't going so well, I blamed him for it. And he laughed about it and that, that, that was fine. But I still stand by it. I put McGregor in my, my all-time favourite 11 for Rangers. I can't speak highly enough of him. Um, unfortunately, I can't make it on Tuesday night. I'm absolutely gutted um, that I can't make it. Because... Over the two periods, I've been there. We've all been there and watched it. The saves he's made, the Europe, Europa League run. It's unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. It will be weird to see him not starting as the Rangers' number one. Um, but also exciting. It's also exciting um, for other reasons. But, as I say, disappointed I'm not making Tuesday night, but what a legacy. Absolutely. Um, Kieran, same question to you. McGregor not being there as, as goalkeeper, I, I think, is, is something we're all... Certainly going to be quite unfamiliar with and will find strange. 
looks like Tuesday night is going to be an absolute sellout by all accounts. Um, I, I hope he gets a really... He strike, Alan McGregor strikes me as a really quite an emotional big chap. I, I don't think he has this sort of um, over-the-top swagger that I think has been sort of fired against him for a long time. I think he's, he's, he's quite an emotional big guy. He clearly has enjoyed playing for Rangers over the years. I think we'll miss him here in the dressing room, around the place generally. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we how we get by without him, if you like. Yeah, when you talk about the mentality um, that it takes to play for Rangers, he had it in abundance. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing an interview and someone was talking about him saying that after an old firm game, you'd go into the dressing room, guys would be absolutely buzzing, the place would be jumping and there would be McGregor sitting there, not really doing much, going on about going about his business as he usually does. Just basically saying, look, we've won one game, we've not won anything yet. And it was all about trophies for him. And he had some success throughout his career um, at Rangers. The one that stands out for me was the Samaras penalty. Um, I remember the, the New Year game where Samaras came to life for them. They ended up winning it 2-0, where it didn't look like they had a hope in hell. And then that game came, penalty last minute. We looked dead and buried. Samaras is stepping up and you're thinking... My God, like, here we go again. I remember sitting in the Copeland, watching it through the gaps in my fingers, and he <laughs> saved it. And I, I knew right then that we were going to win the league. Yeah. And that was that was McGregor's save that made that. But the European runs as well, the save against Werder Bremen, the save against, what was it, Prague last year? Yeah. Right, saying that, unbelievable. And the, the penalty save at Ibrox against Red Star and... Legend, absolute legend of Glasgow Rangers and a character right into the bargain. When you hear the stories about him, and I touched on that trip to Tenerife, Andy Halliday's story, and he thought Walter Smith was, was texting him about the story being in the paper, and that absolutely brilliant. So, yeah. now nah, it'll be missed. I wouldn't throw it out there and cause controversy and say maybe he could come in as number two next year, but we'll leave that for another <laughs> one. It's good to see you're not going to put that out there, right? absolutely. Um, I think that. Um, Listen, for someone like me, who's who's um, I've been lucky enough to see loads of good goalkeepers at Rangers. Chris Woods, Andy Gorham, McGregor. Um, for me, and I've said this previously, McGregor is is right up there. I, I think he's the best of of the three. Um, and I, I was an incredibly big fan of Andy Gorham um, and Woods previous. I, we've we've just been lucky. We've been lucky with these big, good goalkeepers. We've been fortunate to have them. Um, and Jack Butland, you know what I mean? He's a right. He, he has he has gloves to fill that he's probably never had to fill before. So it'll be very interesting to see if he gets on um, next season, guys. That'll just about wrap it up for tonight. Andrew, thank you for joining us. Good to see you, my friend. Andrew, thoroughly enjoyed it. Cheers, Scott. And Kieran, welcome back from Ibiza. You can chill out now. Get the bags unpacked. Get the cream put back in the fridge for when you go away again. Oh, my wife's ahead of the game, but nah, I think that'll be my last abroad for a while. I'm going to be a Rangers dad come December, so I is, uh, I've got my work cut out for me, so my chill time is, is in limited numbers at the moment. <laughs> Wonderful news. Congratulations to you from, you from all of us here at this side. Well, really, it's good news. Um, so listen, we continue to grow this season. It's an exciting time to join us. We are keen to hear from anyone who'd be interested in getting involved in the Rangers B and women's team. If it's something that you're interested in covering these guys, um, drop us a DM via our Twitter, which is at this is Ibrox. From a social media perspective, you can also catch us on Instagram. We are there on Facebook. We're also now on TikTok now, which is a young team thing. I'm not going near that, to be perfectly honest with you. However, if it's your bag, make sure you follow us there. Um, we've rocked out a new website this week, all W's. This is ibrox.com. If you want to go, jump on and check us out, you can. All of our articles will be going on there, some tactical analysis pieces as well. If you can check them out, then please do. This week, as far as a schedule's perspective is concerned, Craig Dennett returns with a brand new time in the breakdown tomorrow night. He is here from 9 o'clock. Join him if you can. The Gantry Pod returns on Tuesday post-match after Alan McGregor's testimonial on Tuesday night, which is something we're really looking forward to. Um, we're looking forward to getting back to the country to do that. And Kyle is back with a warm-up on Wednesday night from 7 o'clock. As always, join us if you can. If you've enjoyed the video, please like and subscribe to everything we do. Hit your notifications on so you get a little message each time we go live. Join Craig tomorrow. He's back from 9. Thanks for watching. Good night.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.